the middle of our talk series called I'm Still Standing. We kickstarted this uh, new series just a couple of weeks back and uh, this is actually our faith declaration if, if I have to say uh, during these uncertain times and uncertain seasons that we are surrounded with. And uh, like I said, this is more than just a talk series because I believe that God is really equipping us and, and working something greater in us as we intentionally pursue His ways and as we pursue God's purpose. And, and of course, we are, we are learning all of this from the life story and the events uh, that took place uh, in Joseph, the Bible, uh, Joseph in the Bible. And it's a story that, that really brings out how jealousy, bitterness and hatred can destroy relationships. But it also helps us learn how, how to live our lives when, when everything might be working against us. But I think the main highlight is definitely God's protection and purposes that are established through Joseph uh, for the generations to come. You know, this, this young teenage Hebrew kid uh, who was his father's favorite among the 12 brothers. We see that these, these 11 brothers uh, despise him, not only because he's the favorite kid or the favorite son, but, but they also can't stand this incredible gifting ability that he has and, and they, they can't stand his dreams. Uh, so Joseph one day is, is beaten up by his brothers, he's betrayed by them and then he's eventually sold off to some traders uh, and, and he finds himself as a slave in Egypt at the house of Potiphar who's a captain of the, of the palace guards of the Pharaoh. And, and here we are. Today, I want to talk to us on this title that I've called The Pillars We All Need. Come on, can you say that out with me? Or, or if you can just feel free to type it out there in your chat. Hey, if this is your first time that you're joining us on Church Online, uh, we just want to tell you we've got a bunch of uh, hosts or our, our friends on chat who would love to help you out if, if you want to figure out anything, if you have any questions, or if you have any prayer requests. You can just click on the live prayer button or just engage with us on chat and uh, let's do this together, all right? Okay, we're talking about the pillars we all need. The pillars we all need. See, oftentimes when we, when we are facing difficulties, oftentimes when we are facing uh, challenges or impossible situations, there is a shaking within us, right? There's a shaking within us and, and there's a shaking around us with all of us have been affected because of this pandemic. I mean, this is, this is not news to you. You already know this by now. Um, we, we are in fact, uh, in, in, in the city of Pune, we, we are experiencing another lockdown right now for, for 10 days. And, and I don't know if it's gonna get over or if, if they're gonna extend it, or I don't know what's, what the situation is like, uh, wherever you are staying or watching in from. But, all of us have been affected because of this pandemic and, and it's causing a shaking within us, it's causing a shaking around us, but it's not just the pandemic that is causing the shaking. There's so many other 
reasons or other things that are adding up to the fear, adding up to the worry, adding up to the anxiety and adding up to this entire shaking that we all experience at times. But you see, it's in these, it's in these crisis situations, these crisis moments that really reveal our true selves. When, when fear and, and challenges uh, are up close and staring at you in the face, your natural response reflects your values and your natural response reflects the principles that are really close to you. Has anybody felt that way? Crisis moments reveal the real you. Crisis moments reveal the real you. And, and Joseph, right? Man, this guy, he had a lot of crisis situations. He had a lot of crisis moments in his life. But the way he showed up, the way he responded, and the way he handled those crisis moments speaks volumes of his character and his unshaken trust in God. His unshaken trust in God. It speaks volumes. And and one of the most classic scenarios of, of the crisis moments in the life of Joseph was with the wife of Potiphar. Some of you may know this story, uh, but let's read it uh, once again for our context and our conversation today. And and I hope you can engage with with us in this conversation. So if you like something, if you you resonate, if something resonates with your heart, uh, just feel free to acknowledge that on our chat. Our our hosts, like I said, would love to stay in touch and and continue a conversation with you guys. Let's read from uh, Genesis 39, and we're reading from verse 6. So Potiphar gave Joseph complete administrative responsibility over everything he owned. With Joseph there, he didn't worry about a thing except what kind of food to eat. Joseph was a very handsome and a well-built young man. And Potiphar's wife soon began to look at him lustfully. Come and sleep with me, she demanded. But Joseph refused. Look, he told her, my master trusts me with everything in his entire household. No one here has more authority than I do. He has held back nothing from me except you. Because you're his wife. How could I do such a wicked thing? It would be a great sin against God. She kept putting, on, uh, putting pressure on Joseph day after day, but he refused to sleep with her and he kept out of her way as much as possible. One day, however, no one else was around when he went in to do his work. She came and grabbed him by the cloak, demanding, Come on, sleep with me. Joseph tore himself away, but he left his cloak in hand as he ran from the house. Can you say that with me? As he ran from the house. When she saw that she was holding his cloak and he had fled, she called out to her servants. Soon all the men came running. Look, she said, my husband has brought this Hebrew slave here to make fools of us. He came into my room to rape me, but I screamed. Man, this woman is a storyteller, I'm telling you. We, we, we'll find that out later. Uh, I, but I screamed, that's what she says. When he, when he heard me scream, he ran outside and got away, but he left his cloak behind me. This is a crazy, crazy, crazy experience for Joseph. Can you imagine the challenge? 
Can you imagine the temptation and can you imagine the awkward position? The struggle was real for Joseph. The struggle was real for Joseph. Before we go any further, I just want to talk to you about some truths that God has, has really helped me see from this entire chapter and, and maybe a few things from the life of Joseph. But I want uh, to just maybe pray for all of us so that, you know, I just don't want to communicate some, some bunch of, uh, you know, thoughts. I really want to communicate what God wants you to hear wherever you're tuning in from. So let's, let's just pray. Father, I want to uh, pray for every single person who would be watching or listening to this now or even days to come, uh, that their hearts would be receptive to what you want them to hear, Lord. Father, I pray uh, that, uh, that our minds uh, won't be distracted, that you would cut away every distraction, uh, whether it's the next tab or, or if someone else who's just trying to uh, bother us right now. We just pray, God, that let us truly learn and receive from your Holy Spirit right now. Jesus, thank you so much for this time. Thank you for technology. In your precious name we pray, God. Amen. We are talking about the pillars we all need. The struggle, like I said, was real for Joseph. I don't know if you have ever been caught up in situations like this. I hope not. But, but this, this, when, I, when I read this every single time, I can just imagine the way how Joseph felt, you know. Uh, that what kind of what kind of pressure, what kind of challenges, what kind of thoughts must be uh, the, going through his mind. But what I love about this guy, and, and that's something that we're going to be focusing on today, is in spite of everything that happened in these few verses that we see, he chose to do the right thing. Letting go of his personal pleasures, letting go of his, uh, letting, uh, go of his personal pleasures, or giving in to someone else's fancies, Joseph stood his ground for the trust he had gained from Potiphar. His reverence for God was higher than his regard for man. Let your reverence for God be higher than the opinions of men. You see, sometimes we give, we give so much emphasis and, and we give in so much thought to, to the changing opinions about people than the constant and unchanging word of God. I don't know if you have, if you have been there or if you have done that or if you have given into those, given into that pressure, but I want to say something that might really help you feel liberated. We always cannot live up to the expectations of people. We always cannot live up to the pressures of, of the expectations and, and the thoughts and the suggestions and, and voices that keep on speaking to our lives. But I can tell you this, we can definitely learn to submit more to God through His Word. We can definitely learn to submit to what, what Jesus is asking us to be, the kind of community, the kind of individual that, that He wants you and me to be uh, and, and the way He is Mention about that in his word. We can learn to submit and live in accordance to his word. How is your reverence for God when you are faced with challenging and questionable moments? See, Joseph, right? Joseph was definitely not in the mood to break the trust of Potiphar, but he was also very clear that he does not, he is not going to sin against God. What a powerful statement to make. If you read that verse again, he says, 
Verse 9, he says, how could I do such a wicked thing? It would be a great sin against God. And I wonder, you know, him making such an incredible statement was, speaks a lot about Joseph and a lot about his character. Because the way you carry yourself when no one else is watching is the real you. The way you carry yourself when no one else is watching you is the real you. And, and the situation was just about to get out of hand for Joseph. He, he literally, he, he had to run out. He literally ran from the situation even though he was naked. I mean, he didn't care about what, what his other folks are going to say about him. Man, why is this guy running around naked in the house? He didn't bother about all of that. Because the right thing to do at that moment was, was to run away from that particular situation. See, there are, there are particular moments, there are particular situations that require us to stand firm. And, and, and uh, he did that. But there are also those moments that we should really run away from. There are also those times where, where, where you just don't try to use your intellect, don't try to use your, your justification, don't try to use your, your reasoning and try to indulge in those situations. I don't know what that, what that looks for all of us because it could be so different for every, uh, every single person. But what we can learn from this particular situation is Joseph ran and he ran out of that out of that particular situation when it came to sexual immorality and the bible is very clear about that particular thing if you if you read paul's encouragement in in first corinthians chapter 6 and these few words a uh, few verses from 18 onwards he says run from sexual sin run from sexual sin no other sin so clearly affects the body as this one does. For sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. Don't you realize that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself. For God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your body. What an incredible encouragement. What, a, what an amazing guidance, especially for, 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 for us staying in this, in this context. But, but, you know, I was reading this and, and I got this thought, right? Today, when, when we're having this conversation, today when I'm sharing this with you, we can refer to this part of the Bible. We can refer to the, to the guidance that we receive. We can refer to the standards uh, that, that we have to live by. But Joseph, during his time, can you imagine this guy, he did not have the Bible app that he could just scan through, you know. He did not have a hard copy of the, of the Bible. He did not have a hard copy of the, of, the, of the standards that he should be living his life by. Yet, yet, he chose to do the right thing. By the way, for all of those who have not taken, taken our time to, to subscribe to the Bible app, it's a fantastic tool, the version app. Uh, you, can, you can go and do your readings over there. You can subscribe to your personal reading plans and it helps you keep a track of how many days you've been reading and things like that. If those things get you excited when it comes to consistency and, and just building a good routine or a good habit, that's, that's a great way to, to help you. But the point is, Joseph did not have any of that. He did not have any Sunday online gathering. He didn't have any connect group that he could be a part of. He, he had no such things. All that he did, that his life and his stand spoke volumes about his understanding, his knowledge and his relationship with God. 
Now, how many of us know that we can, we can devote your time to a bunch of reading, we can devote your time to a bunch of, uh, you know, online gathering sessions and, and coming here faithfully and things like that, but yet it never penetrates in through, into our daily actions. But Joseph, his crisis moment revealed the real Joseph. Crisis moments reveal the real you. Joseph was a God-fearing man. Joseph was a God-fearing man who, tr- who, valued, uh, who valued trust and who valued integrity. He lived according to these values even though he could, he could have found another way out. I mean, come on, it was so convenient for Joseph and Potiphar's wife. Maybe nobody could even have made out that something was fishy between them because there was nobody at that house at that time except when this lady created a scene and the servants came running. Maybe it was so convenient for Joseph uh, to, to just kind of keep a hush about it and, and not let anyone or for that matter not even know Potiphar or his other servants know about what was happening. But he valued trust. Joseph was a man of integrity. He, he feared God. He had, this, he had this deep reverence for God. You know the sad part of this story is that he eventually had to pay the price for his integrity and his righteous living. I'm not making this up. I'm serious. He had to pay a price. The entire episode was presented to Potiphar in a very twisted way uh, uh, by by his wife. Let's read that. Uh, Verse 19 in the same chapter, it says, Potiphar was furious when he heard his wife's story about how Joseph had treated her. You know, basically this woman just cooks up a story that Joseph tried to take advantage of me when I was all alone. And she comes up with this sad, sob story. And, and this her husband, of, of course, going to be furious. So he, takes, he took Joseph and threw him into the prison uh, where the king's prisoners were held. And there he remained. But the Lord was with Joseph in the prison and showed him his faithful love. And the Lord made Joseph a favorite with the prison warden. Before long, the warden put Joseph in charge of all the other prisoners over everything that had happened in the prison. The warden had no more worries because Joseph took care of everything. The Lord was with him and caused everything he did to succeed. Man, Joseph is, this guy is incredible. This guy is incredible. You know, Joseph life, Joseph's life took a whole new turn because of this particular incident, right? Now, here's something that has just happened, and, and, and I'm excited to share this with you. We just laid down uh, these verses in this chapter over these few minutes, right? But I don't know if this amazes you, or, or this baffles you, or leaves you surprised, or, or whatever your reaction is. These first 20 verses that we just read, or these first 20 verses that just took place in the life of Joseph, all of this was over a span of 10 to 11 years. I'm serious. I'm not making this up. This, this happened over a span of 10 to 11 years. Now, a decade is a long time. Right? Anybody remembers the things that happened to you 10 years ago? Maybe some of you do. Maybe some of you don't want to. But there's a whole bunch of things that's happened in our life and through our lives over, this, over these last few years. Now, we don't know how long or when exactly this started or how many years Joseph had to keep resisting the temptation of, of, of Potiphar's wife wanting to, to, to get all physical with him. 
But we see that during this entire time, Joseph was committed to obeying God. Joseph was committed to being faithful to Potiphar. Joseph was committed to maintain that trust and keep that trust that, that had been established between Potiphar and Joseph because he was a God-fearing man. See, you may find yourself in compromising situations, but you don't have to compromise your principles and your belief in God. That's so evident in this particular scenario. You think time is a factor? I mean, look at this, 10 years, okay? I mean, let's cut it down to, say, say even five years. Let's cut it down to even maybe, say, 2.5 years. Or let's even cut it down to even 2.5 months or 2.5 weeks. If you have been tempted with the same thing for, for such amount of consistent time, I don't know. I don't know how... how how or when you're going to break. But Joseph, his reverence for God, his, his love for God, his knowledge about God, his, 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 his understanding about God, his relationship with God, kept him sane, kept him, made sure that he did not breach the trust. He did not breach the, the, the covenant between a husband and a wife. See, we are surrounded with so many instances where the most common or, or the natural thing to do is to give in, right? It's to compromise or just, or just settle in. But if, you, if you're really keen to, to see the purposes of God fulfilled in your life, hear this well, if you're really keen to see the purposes of God being fulfilled in your life, let's live with reverence for God and His Word in every situation, though it would cost us everything. It may cost you everything, but let's learn to live with that reverence for Jesus, with that reverence for his word. Joseph's credibility, his, his influence, and all that had been established in the house of Potiphar would have been stripped away from him. And, and maybe he, he thought that he lost it all. But here's something that really marveled me. Okay. Potiphar, if you go back and read about Potiphar, he's not just another rich, influential dude that, that, that Joseph is working for. He was the go-to man. He was the go-to man for Pharaoh for all his executions. His role and, and, and his responsibility came with announcing uh, those executions of, of, for anyone basically who would rise up against the order or the system or was a potential threat to the kingdom. So he was used to passing these kind of judgments. Yet we see that in Joseph's case, in Joseph's case, he was just thrown into prison. I mean, come on, let's, let's be real, okay? We are seeing Potiphar getting irritated and fried because Joseph uh, is accused of attempting to rape or seduce Potiphar's wife. And the judgment is just prison? I mean, we're talking about a guy who, who, who's used to giving execution judgments and passing such comments and passing such judgments. But yet we see that in, when it comes to Joseph, he is just put in prison. It does not match up. It, it really does not match up. But let me fall back on something that we spoke about. See, all these 10 plus years that Joseph served Potiphar, 
all these years that jo- that Joseph stayed in in the house and and made sure that everything that that was there about Potiphar succeeded it flourished it kind of you know he, jo- uh, Potiphar became more and more successful because of the presence of Joseph maybe what really stood out during that time was the un- was the honesty maybe what really stood out during that time was the authenticity was the, was the immense commitment the loyalty and the trust that had been that had been modeled out by Joseph for everything that was handed over to him and Potiphar maybe just couldn't couldn't give an order for Joseph to be executed because you see this is this is something that God God put in my heart and I want to share this with you because this is so relevant to the times that you and me are staying in a life of integrity and obedience attracts the favor of God and man a life of integrity and obedience attracts the favor of God and man see it was God and and the skills of Joseph that got him in charge over Potiphar's house right we read that last week and and it's there at the beginning of the chapter uh, it was it was his skills and of course God that got him in charge uh, to over Potiphar's house but it was it was Joseph's integrity that saved his life Not only that we see that when he's thrown into prison Joseph found favor with the prison guard who was set up uh, who who set him uh, who who set him in charge over everything I mean basically wherever Joseph is going because of his his the principles that he's living by because of values that he carries because of his trust and integrity and honesty this guy is getting favored wherever he's being put in wherever he's put in he he showcases his gifts of of leadership he showcases his gifts of administration and and all of a sudden like you know wherever he's put in that that entire scenario changes for his good the psalmist also puts it uh, in such a beautiful way david says in one of his psalms lord how wonderfully you bless the righteous your favor wraps around uh wraps around each one and covers them under the canopy of your kindness and joy this is psalms 5 verse 12 maybe there was a talk in the prison about these incredible skills and the gifts that joseph had uh where the prison guard just could not help but take notice of those incredible gifts and and it says that god was with joseph god was with joseph even in this character shaming moment of his life I'm telling you Joseph's God-fearing nature his integrity in all situations helped him helped him navigate through the darkest patch of his life these principles and and values became the pillars for him during these crisis moments are you guys with me it's these principles and these values i want to ask you just a couple of questions before we go any further what are your pillars that are helping you stand firm during these tough times what are the things that that you are really holding on to as you are navigating through the questions as you are navigating through these tough scenarios uh, situations and and as you are navigating through these unprecedented times that nobody ever saw coming can i can i encourage you over here the godly values and principles we live by are the pillars in your crisis the godly values and principles you live by are the pillars in your crisis see as a community of faith uh, we desire to live by these five 
values which uh, with, with every moment and with every opportunity that we get. These are, these are not just some fancy words or just some phrases that we like to put up, but, but we are really keen and, and we choose to be intentional in, in living out these values that are the pillars to our faith journey in Christ. So we've got these five core values as a community and I just want to uh, share that with you because when I was reading this particular chapter, right, I felt uh, reminded that uh, of, of the importance of living by values and principles if you want to plug into your God-given purposes. And, and I hope this is a reminder for some of you, for some of you who may not even know these values, I hope this is maybe coming to you at just at the right time uh, to, to help you navigate and journey well. So the five values, the, the first one is God-centeredness, where, where we believe that Christ, Jesus Christ, is at the core of everything we say and everything that we do. And we believe it's so much better to go to the big guy. Community, we, we believe that in a, in a community, everyone belongs. And it's a fantastic opportunity for us to continue to extend our circle with everything that we do and everything that we desire to build out of the, the, the body of Zealous. Disciple making is another value where, where we truly believe that all that we know about Jesus, all that we truly profess about Jesus, we desire to multiply the message, we desire to, the love, the hope that we have received in, in Christ. We desire to multiply that. We desire to be intentional in our, in our process of making disciples who will then go ahead and make more disciples. And generosity is the next one. Generosity is, is every opportunity that we get. And, and it's not just about money, but with every opportunity, we decide, we, we desire rather to, to extend ourselves liberally, to have a big heart. And of course, all of these four would not be uh, possible if we are not passionate, right? Passion is another value that we desire to be intentional. We choose to be, uh, to, to, we choose to resonate love with every opportunity that we get. So you see, these five values, God-centeredness, community, disciple-making, generosity, and passion. Everything that we desire to see happen through the community of Zealous, the, the lives that are being impacted with the message of the gospel, our spiritual growth, and, and our journey of knowing Jesus more, all of this is held together by these values which are the pillars. And, and coming back to the story of, of Joseph, right? See, until now, Whatever Joseph has gone through, whatever we have read over these last few weeks about the life of Joseph, the, the, the incidences that took place in his life was enough to break him, was enough to shatter him, uh, to, to shatter all his confidence, to, to make him hang up his boots uh, so that, you know, he could not even, he was not maybe even passionate about living up to his gifts and talents. But nowhere do we see Joseph breaking down. Nowhere do we see Joseph showing signs of giving up. Nowhere do we see him getting irritated or frustrated because of what was happening to him. See, God was shaping and molding Joseph to become a man of strong character and model out God's heart for people. I firmly believe that the current challenges or whatever we have, been, we are, we have gone through or what, what we are going through, these are opportunities for God to, to shape us, to mold us, and, and to make a people, uh, men and women of strong, of strong character. 
And, and see, the thing is, right, it, it is easy for us to miss out on that if we are constantly focused on the parts or the segments where we, where we are continually seeing on the things that are not working out for us. But Joseph, man, I love this guy because he was so consistent with his gifts and, and so consistent with his, with his values. One of my favorite leadership gurus, uh, John Maxwell, he, he puts this so well. He says, crisis moments is what differentiates the players from the pretenders. If you missed out on that one, I want to say that again. Crisis moments is what differentiates the players from the pretenders. See, Joseph was, was constant and consistent in every season of his life. He, he, was, he was not just wandering around. He was not self-seeking. He was not just going after the next big thing to accomplish his dreams or his desires. He was plain consistent. In the, in the longing for the charismatic, we often compromise on the consistent. In the longing for the charismatic, we often compromise on the consistent. Joseph avoided that mistake and learned his lessons at his young age. He excelled in his life throughout uh, the opportunities that he got. He excelled in his life through the work, wherever he was put, whichever situation he was put in. He, he just showed up. He was consistent. He modeled out his gifts. He lived by his principles. He lived by his value. He lived by his values. It is, it is such a beautiful lesson for us to take from, from this particular season of Joseph's life. And, and just to wrap it up, I want us to know this well. Jesus desires for us to be consistent when it comes to our faith journey as well. See, whether a good season or the worst hit calamity, the consistency of our faith is what helps us stay true to our growing and our maturing when it comes to our walk with God. It's the consistency of our faith that draws us closer to the God-given purposes. If you missed out on that one, I want you to say this with me. It's the consistency of your faith. It's the consistency of my faith. That's what helps us draw, uh, uh, draw us closer to the God-given purposes in your life. And, and here's the thing, right? I don't know if you've ever decided to live according to a certain set of values. If you haven't, you can always start. Because, see, every time, it's not your resources, it's not your contacts, it's not your expertise that, that's going to help you uh, navigate through the challenges. But it's your faith in Christ. It's, it's the values that you choose to live by. It's the, it's the skills that you choose to cultivate that will guide you through the challenging times and seasons. So, even as I close out, I just want to encourage you, let's live by godly values. Let's exercise your gifts and your skills. And let's choose consistency over charisma. I want to take this time to pray for you. If you have been wondering uh, that you want to make this decision to start living your life by, by, by godly principles and godly values, this is your moment. I don't know if you have ever, if you, if you needed this reminder, I just don't want this to be another motivational talk for us.
But I want to I want to pray for all of us right now that in this unprecedented time, in this crisis scenario, in these difficult seasons of our lives, we would not just get swayed away, but we would be a community, we would be individuals, we would be families that live according to godly values and godly principles. I want to pray for all of us. Let's do that right now. Father, we come before you right now. Every single person who's watching this, every single person who might be listening to this, even in the days ahead, we pray that let us be people that live according to, to the, the, the scripture, that live according to your word, that live according to the leading of the Holy Spirit. You are the best comforter and the counselor that we can have, oh God. Jesus, we choose to come and surrender our lives and every single decisions, every single seasons of our life before you. Teach us to live according to your principles, your standards and your values. Help us cultivate the gifts that you have given every single person. Help us live according to uh, those gifts and, and those skills that can eventually give you the glory. And Father, even as we pursue that, teach us and help us be consistent in that journey, O oh God. In your precious name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Live by godly values. Exercise your gifts and skills. And choose consistency over charisma. We're so glad you've been listening in. If you'd like to know more about us, follow us on Insta at Zealous Pune or visit us online at zealous.community.